All right, Alex. Super Bowl came and went. What'd you think? Oh, it came and went. Is that what you said? Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm I'm in Ohio. I woke up uh, yesterday morning at at 4 a.m. to drive here for work. And so my audio quality is probably not the greatest. Um, Yeah, 4 a.m. Public accounting. It's great. There you go. Um, first, like second or third client I've been at in uh, like twelve months. It's kind of weird, but this was like the norm prior. So yeah, we're, we're I'm taping from Ohio. You're in Illinois. It's great. The Super Bowl came and went. The commercials I didn't pay attention to because they've sucked for like six consecutive years and nobody cares. <laughs> and uh, if 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 you listen to to every bet, I. I, I actually need to go through and be like, if you bet $20 on every one of my 48 ideas, you would have wagered $960 and you probably would have lost $900 because I <laughs> fucking suck. Is there a beat button? Sorry. I didn't mean to swear. Um, there, can you bleep that out and post that? It? I would appreciate it. Um, I, I totally misread the game and, um, you know, I, I know we need to drop the in, the the intro here, but offensive lines, defensive lines, they matter, man. They're so important. It was crazy. Big butts matter. Let's roll it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! What is that? What are you showing me? So, so there's a tweet, and I'm, I'm going to retweet it out, and we'll, we'll throw it on our, our Sacco's account. It's from Stats by Lopez. Thank you, my friend. And it was, here are the paths that Mahomes top and Tom Brady bottom took before pass attempts during a shotgun. And it's literally. Oh, wow. The top is Mahomes, and the bottom is Brady out of shotgun snaps. Where, wow. Where I think. I think. I think Mahomes was only pressuring like fifty percent of snaps, but if you would have told if you would have told me it was one hundred and ten percent of snaps, I would have believed you. <laughs> like the dude was under pressure all all night. As soon as he got the ball, it was over. Like he couldn't do anything. He played as well as he could have, and they scored nine points. It was a bloodbath. I I was shocked. According to the folks over at ESPN. Uh, ESPN Mahomes would, was pressured on 29 of 56 dropbacks, good for 52% of his total dropbacks, which is also the most pressures of any quarterback in the Super Bowl in NFL history. Um, so there you go. While 52% may not seem like a lot, it's more than any other quarterback ever. And what I will say, the issue is further. Um, explained that uh, the wall that the Chiefs ran into is further explained when I tell you that 27 of his 29 pressures came against four-man fronts. Yeah, that's a, that's brutal. I mean, that's that's the only reason Brady, that's the only reason Brady lost the Super Bowl. He said that he's lost because the Giants were getting there with four, right? I mean, yeah. they, were, they were basically playing Thanksgiving football 
where you line up and there's one guy snapping the ball back and they were counting to three Mississippi <laughs> and just like there were like there was like six people playing and there was all backyard football running. man right there's four people running after two Mississippis just like running at homes and, and Dominic Sue just freaking clotheslined him with his forearm and it didn't get I mean, called and that's like the least surprising thing ever no. but I would also oh, yeah. I would I would also add that like they're down by like twenty in the fourth quarter and there's three people hitting him and and somebody's just like trying to like crack his neck and like just totally break him. I love the Winfield like peace sign to, to Tyreek after doing it in weeks week twelve or whatever. Um, I I wish I would have seen it coming because for everybody that was on Tampa Bay, I'm sure it was super gratifying. Um, for those of you like me that were on Kansas city, I, I probably should have seen it coming. It was, it was all about the offensive line play. I um, called it. I yeah, said you, they had well, one I, starting I lineman. Awesome. I said yeah. they had one starting lineman from the beginning yep. of the year. Yeah. On Dominican Sue, Vita Vey, and the rest of that defensive line was going to wreak havoc on them. What do you know? They did. Yeah. Like they did. That freaking defensive line and those linebackers for Tampa Bay are world class. So the, the, and the back end held up. Three sacks is almost like I think that tells you how good Mahomes is, right? Because if that was yeah. any other quarterback, the the three sacks is just crazy to me. Uh, honestly, it was it was watching it live and and. I, we, we have a mutual friend that was like, Brady's the goat. He's the goat. This is why you, this is why they won. It's and my response to him was, did you watch the game? They won the game because their defense didn't let the chiefs do anything. Yeah. That, that's why Lenny, baby. Tom, Tom Brady played fine. He didn't win them the game. He just didn't lose them the game because the defense won them the game. It was over. It was over after that, that touchdown drive where he threw the ball to Gronk. They officially went down the field. The game was over. They Well, the difference the is the first off. half, the Chiefs kicked three field goals and the Bucks no, scored two, two, three they, touchdowns. They had, six, they had six points at, at half. Oh, I mean, <laughs> then in the third quarter, but it was like 21 to nine at one point. I'm like, this is over. They can't convert. Yeah. I, I kept waiting for them to be better and they weren't. And, and that sucks. Um, but hey, con- congrats to the Bucks. Um, I, I never believed in them, um, because the bears beat them and I just, I just won't be able to get over the fact that Nick Foles and the bears beat them in prime time and they won the super bowl. The bears sucked and they, and they beat them. Tom Brady's like fourth, fourth down four. And now he has what? Seven rings. So, yeah. um, damn man. Good for him. And Tom Brady now has his seventh Super Bowl ring, which is more than any individual franchise ever. That that graphic that they threw up was crap. And also Where they were like, Brady has seven Super Bowls, the Steelers have six, and and New England has six too. It's like, well, yeah, no kidding they have six, because Brady won six with them. And it is also more than 18 NFL franchises combined. Oh, God. 
combined? Um, do we very much underappreciate how good he is? I mean, we, we've lived through it. We're fantasy players. We, we look at everything through a fantasy lens. Um, we're like, it's possible that we don't ever see a better fan, uh, a better quarterback in our lives. Um, I mean, there, there's very little chance that Mahomes wins seven. Right. Um, and even if he does, he lost to Brady at 40 freaking three. So it's it's just one of those things where like we're, we're just never going to see it better. And we're 30. Um, we're yeah. hopefully we got another 60 years on our lives. And um, but like we're just not going to see it better. You have to have the best quarterback to win and play and for 20 years. Quarterback, you're, eh, well, yeah, that helps. But if like I, I guess I'm kind of looking at it from like a macro perspective where we're going to see more quarterbacks move around the NFL than we ever have as we kind of get back to fantasy a little bit now that the playoffs are finally over and we have six months to talk about this before drafts kind of start up. But it's one of those things where if you don't have a quarterback, you cannot win the title. No, you, you, you can't even, it, you can't even get to like a conference championship in general. And so, like, I get teams that don't have a quarterback trying to trade for a quarterback. I, I get why the Rams traded for Stafford. I actually kind of get why the Lions traded for Goff. Um, I, Is Goff that to guy? To a certain extent, understand. He went to a Super Bowl. I, and I'm not, like, that, that, that should not be discounted. Yeah, I mean. And I... I I, I get it, but he still went to a Super Bowl. Whether it was coaching so him the or the line or the... <laughs> no. We want the ball. We're going to score. I think that was Matt. Um, sorry. And they threw a pick six in the conference title game. Um, I just... Uh, if, if you don't have a quarterback, I understand why you want would want to go after one. And we have more free agent quarterbacks or more... Um, available quarterbacks than we've ever had, which is just going to change everything this year. And more than ever, and I, I hope you remind me of this, it's all about continuity of coaching staffs. So like the Bills next year where they're they're keeping everybody. So are the, the Chiefs. Chiefs keeping everybody. Yeah, like those are the teams that you want to own from a fantasy perspective next year. Um just for the sheer fact that they're bringing back their quarterback, their offensive coordinator, their top wide receiver. Yep. And though those are really the teams that you want to target next year. And I'm, I'm looking forward to figuring out who they are looking at it even more than I usually do. Cause I'm on a fantasy football podcast and, and trying to, and trying to target that. Cause we really did discount the Stefan Diggs movement. And yeah. like, will Juju Smith-Schuster end up somewhere? Or where will Allen Robinson go? Or where will, will where will Will Fuller go? Where will 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 Will, will Fuller go? Um, you know, it's it's just one of those things where, um, like, I feel about talking about things out loud with you this last year only cemented of where I fell on things, especially when it came to a waiver perspective where. 
I might even take harder stands on things next year, and you probably will too. But pre well, you got to spend some I of your fab we, next year. You didn't spend any this year. Yeah, I I need to figure. I've never figured that out. I suck at it. I I do, <laughs> and and it, and it is something where um I need to get way better at spending more early and getting my guys instead of waiting for the end. But th- there are both both cases to take d- depending on your league and kind of how things work. Um. I think that we're going to really excel this offseason um, looking at movement and analyzing movement more than just be like, hey, this person did this last year and this person did this last year. And, oh, they went to a new team. I don't know if you can trust them. I think you need to play more into a, hey, they're talented. You can yeah. trust them. Maybe take them around earlier. I, I think that's like the biggest thing that we learned over the last you know, nine months since we kind of started this thing where I don't know if we talked about Stefan Diggs for more than like 10 minutes. Yeah. Pre, pre-draft. And he should you not, know, like, he had an average draft position well into the sixties and it should not have been that high. No, which like, that's just, you know, at that point you're talking like sixth round pick and Stefan Diggs, no wide receiver one should be going in the sixth round. So no. And I, and I feel bad about, you know, kind of not being able to identify that. And I, I don't think we're going to miss next year. Um, and so I, I really hope that, and like, we're, we're starting to build some, build a listener group. And I, I think people do trust us. And I actually think you are great on the waiver wire, um, probably more so than me, even though you generally agree with my bidding and I just don't bid anything for any of the people that I mentioned. <laughs> I know, uh, it's great. I don't have any week-to-week competition. No, I know. It's like, so how much would you bid on them? Oh, 4%? Okay, I'll bid 2% because you're going to bid $0. Okay, thanks, Alex. <laughs> um, oh, but what I, up, T. I, Higgins? Yeah, and... Uh, my God, Claypool and Justin Jefferson, and and I, and I miss on all that. Um, but I I do think we're we're gonna spend even more. Like we're gonna spend our time in the first three rounds. Um, but that's that's not where you win your league. The first three rounds come down to injury luck. You you win your league in rounds four through fifteen. Um, on finding the diamonds, you find the number one wide receivers that are still sitting there in your tight end value, in your quarterback value, in your in your deeper sleeper type stuff, and and we're going to we're going to annihilate that the next seven, eight, ten months until we get to drafts and and just like I'm I'm not spending any time in the first round. Everybody knows who the first round guys are. Um. And, and we will have plenty of stuff to talk about there, but it's it's just all injury luck. If you're lucky and you don't get injured, you're going to be fine. If you do yeah. get injured, you're relying solely on rounds four through ten to to deliver that value. So, and if you can hit on decent replacements on on the waivers, if you you and, know if yeah. you have CMC, if you're able to get Mike Davis, if you had CMC oh, and you didn't get Mike Davis, then like sorry, you're just f. Like you're, it's done. But before we move on too far past the Super Bowl, 
we did talk about betting, and I want to talk to you. Did you see the streaker? Yeah, I actually just got out of jail yesterday. Um, yeah, so there's... Yeah, I, I, I threw a ton of money uh, on will there, will, there, will there not be a streaker, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put like $50,000 on this and just run on the field butt-ass naked. You saw that? And, and be like, you know what? Oh, I can pay a thousand dollars to get out of out of jail. Yeah, and then, then I can record a fantasy podcast and become famous. Yeah, yeah. So this guy tweeted at meeting the. Is it uh, real? Do we know if this is real? We don't know if it's real, but okay. Tweeted meeting the streaker at Jay Alexander's restaurant while having lunch before leaving Tampa. He bet fifty thousand dollars on a prop bet. <laughs> At plus 750 that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl. His buddy went out first as a diversion, so he didn't get caught as quickly as his friend did. It cost him one grand to get out of jail, so he cleared $374,000 on the bet. I didn't see that bet anywhere. I don't know if it's real, but if it is, and it was, that has to be in like the sports betting hall of fame. I would actually say that that's the best GameStop bet that there's been in the last month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's up wall street bets. Hey, 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 yeah. He stopped the game. Uh, uh, what Romer and Nance were like, that's the best run of the game. It's yeah, like, that, Oh God. That's yeah. what they said. Yeah. But yeah. Too funny. Any other final thoughts on Super Bowl? I'm glad there was a couple sacks in the game. What did you um, What did you think about the uh, halftime performance? Were you a big weekend fan? I guess I didn't realize how many songs I knew from the weekend. Yeah. Um, he did not. I, I thought that was all that I knew. Um, he did not lead off with that one, so you would have got that prop bet wrong. Uh, yeah, among the other, <laughs> like, among the other forty-seven that, that you put that you put forward. <laughs> did you do well at all with your bets, or no? Did you get screwed because the Bucks won? Uh, oh yeah, I got crushed because the Bucks won. Um, my my best bet. I <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm watching with a couple people, and I I always tell my wife of like how you bet right so it's like hey yeah if you bet a hundred dollars on this you win 120 if you bet 120 you win 100 and so one of my best bets that i talked about last week was bucks punting on their first possession and so i i, I bet 20 dollars um at, at even odds where i i win 20 dollars if they punted and so they, they went three and out and they punted. And I'm just like clapping, clapping, clapping. I go, that was the first one that we needed to win. And my wife was like, how much did you bet on this game? <laughs> and I'm like, oh. like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually bet way more than I thought I was going to, which was very not good. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I won the first one. That's what matters. But I lost like 80% of my bets. <laughs> um, 
So I, I you did I not have I, the same luck that you did in the NFC Championship game. No, no, you're you're right. But I I should have just rode the Kelsey over. Yeah, uh, beca- because that's just who he was and what he did. And he was going to catch eight and a half passes or more. He was going to have over a hundred yards. And so like that both cashed. The Tampa Bay over sacks cashed at two and a half. The total sacks at four and a half didn't win because there was only four, but I, I was surprised that there were not um, that much. Sammy Watkins was a clear bust, so sorry if I got your hopes up. He was I, on the field. I he, he said that field, when you just, brought up his name. No, I know, but I, I'm going to chalk that up to scheme, honestly. Oh, my God. Because- no, it's not scheme. Scheme. <laughs> Sammy Watkins sucks. Never draft him in any fantasy. He shows no, up week fan, one and then he doesn't do anything. No, no stop. Same fantasy with Super different. Bowls. He's good for if, one week a year. If you watch that game, it was very clear that Kansas City needed to get the ball out of Mahomes' hands faster. So they needed yes. to throw more short. Like, like I'm very convinced. Like you, you look at the what the Packers did, where Rodgers was catching the ball and throwing the ball, the MVS to um, freaking Devontae to Tanyan to like they were catching the ball, they were throwing it to Lazard quickly. That's that's what they did. That's how you beat the Bucks. And on the first couple of the drives, Packers didn't beat the Bucks though. No, I know, but that that's how you do it. They yeah. they were it was a much closer game. That that was a coaching loss. They they should they should have won that game. Brady threw three picks. There, there's no reason why they should have lost, and yet they they still did lose. But Rogers was catching the ball. He was getting out of his hands, and you saw the first couple drives where they were running these deep crosser routes with Tyree Kill. Uh, Kelsey was yeah. like 20 yards down the field, and it's like what. Like Mahomes was, he was completing like 40% of his passes on his first like 15 attempts. It's like, what are you doing? You don't have a line to protect to run those downfield passes. Well, they had to keep the running back in to help protect him. It was, it was ugly from the get go. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I lost a lot on, on prop betting, but it's more than ever of, of follow the lines. So we, you know, coming in the season, we thought that. Like Zeke had the highest floor of the top five running backs because of offensive line and they all got hurt and then he didn't do anything. And so it's look this offseason. Hey, I looked I looked at defense out last year where it's like, hey, they signed all these cornerbacks. It's a passing league. Follow the cornerbacks. For offensive, follow follow the offensive line, see where the top linemen sign, and immediately upgrade those offenses. Um, and, and we're going to be like, I'm going to be paying specific attention to all that through the draft, through free agency. Um, I'm so excited for next year of just kind of how we're going to look at things a little bit differently, because now that I'm talking things and I want to speak it into existence more and be right all the time, like that's, that's what I'm going to be paying attention to because that's clearly the most important thing. Yes, and uh, as as we finish up talking about how the prop bets went, um, I said that of all of my of all the prop bets, all forty eight of all forty eight prop bets that you put up, I said my favorite was Lenny 
at three and a half receptions. And I said the over would absolutely hit. And it did. So, so can I can, can I just backtrack real quick? Because, I mean, he's more my guy than he is your guy. Um, yes, he was my I guy guess. for the Super Bowl. But yes. I said he was going to be a, a number one wide receiver, or sorry, number one running back uh, this year. Um, I mean, you can't count that as a loss based on what he did in the playoffs. He scored a touchdown in all four playoff games for them. Yeah. Um, it will be very interesting to see what happens if they resign him with Ronald Jones there and what that offense looks like next year. And, and uh, Mike Evans has said that he wants to restructure his contract. Um, I, <laughs> I will be very surprised if I own any buck stock next year for the regular season. They're a playoff team. They're going to make the playoffs and they'll be fine. Um, I would be very surprised if, if they are overly fantasy relevant. You look at like Gronk showed up in the Super Bowl. I'm not trusting Mike Evans who one for 31, who showed up sporadically, um, at best during the year. Godwin, Godwin, two for nine, two for nine in the Super Bowl. Antonio Brown, five for twenty-two. How did they win? You're right. You're you're telling me that Brady won them that Super Bowl based on six for sixty-seven, two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette, six carries, eighty-nine yards, sixteen carries, eighty-nine yards, and a score. Plus, Lenny had four for forty-six through the air. He was the only player to have more than hundred yards combined. No, uh, I don't know. I mean, Brady only threw for 200 yards. That's what I'm saying. He he didn't win them that game. Their defense no. won them the game, and Brady just didn't turn it over. He he managed the game. He he's he's a phenomenal Alex Smith at this point in his career. He's a better Peyton Manning than Peyton Manning was with the Broncos. Fair. That's fair. And they won the Super Bowl the same way on the back of that defense. Yeah, and throwing checkdowns uh, when he was on the on the Colts uh, in front of Earl Acker and Briggs, and yeah, um, yeah, no, it's uh, I I mean, just off the top, I mean, do you want to own any Tampa Bay stock in anybody next year? I would be probably the most interested in the that running means, back. No, the it's running pro- back. Really? If I mean, Lenny my- if Lenny doesn't resign, then yes, I would like Ronald Jones. Okay, I think that's fair. I'd be shocked if Fournette's not back. I would also say that that Evans had over a thousand yards every year in his career, again, and so he's going to finish with yeah, 60, maybe right. So he's going to average sixty yards a week and a touchdown every other week. Um, so that gets you a thousand yards, eight touchdowns. That's a second round pick, probably just to lock in the production. Yeah, all one thousand and six yards he had. I mean. He got he got hurt the last game as soon as he got as soon as he got over a thousand. But yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. So I mean, one thousand six yards. He did have thirteen scores, and that was great. But he also was completely invisible other weeks. Like I don't know. No, it'll be no. interesting. It'll be interesting to see where Mike Evans goes. I probably wouldn't take him. And third round. I was going to say third or fourth. Like a thousand yards, there's going to be a lot of guys that have more than a thousand yards. That's not a lot. Like, yeah, from a wide receiver one, a thousand yards is not a lot. Like, uh, Stefan Diggs had a, a what more than 1500 yards. So, I don't know. 
All right, before we wrap up but, here, but that's that, that's all that's all offset by a couple touchdowns here, there, and yeah, if he has thirteen of know, them again, they're yeah. just so fluky. I know. Rob I know. Gronkowski, though, top eight tight end on the fantasy season, six for sixty-seven and two scores. It's interesting. Unbelievable. To see where he goes, but unbelievable. Before yeah. we wrap up, we do have a little bit of newsy stuff. That's right. So there's all of these trade rumors going on about Carson Wentz. And evidently the Bears are the favorite. Yeah. And Ryan Pace will do anything to try and salvage. Save his job. Salvage his career. Save his job. Save his job. Yeah. So... Evidently, the Bears are looking up giving up a their first round pick, which is number twenty, um, potentially Tariq Cohen, and also Nick Foles. Your guy uh, for Carson Wentz and like a a third to seventh round pick somewhere in there back. Now, what do you think of it? Is it terrible? Is it good? Is it bad? Okay, so so mul- multiple different things going on here where I think personally that if you were the Chicago Bears, if you could give up a second round pick just to take on the contract, which is kind of what we're looking at from Jared Goff, right? So, so um, the Eagles extended Wentz early, the Rams extended Goff early, and the Bears did not extend Trubisky, which is probably a great move. Um, and so I'm looking at this from, from a couple different perspectives where, hey, Bears, good job. You didn't extend Trubisky. You can let him kind of walk away without having this contract hanging over. Goff, they had to give an extra first round pick just to take the salary off their books. And the Lions were like, fine, we'll take a quarterback that's gone to the Super Bowl before. Like, we're cool with that. Um, I would never give up a first round pick for Wentz because of his contract. He was sitting yeah. there and was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL last year. Yes, the he Bears was. are in cap hell. We've uh, we, we've covered back. We've covered it somewhat extensively. Um, where they're not going to re-sign Allen Robinson because they don't have cap space, and so he'd be throwing to Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. And Anthony Miller, if they were to trade a second round pick for Wentz, he he would basically have a very similar offensive talent that he did at Philadelphia last year, working under a very similar system that Doug Peterson. Oh, by the way, former Andy Reid assistant. Oh, by the way, Matt Nagy, former Andy Reid assistant, will be running a very similar system. Um, so if as a as a Bears fan, if you're going to take on that contract, which is like, I don't know, I think he's like top 10 in paid salary. As I mentioned previously, you cannot win the Super Bowl unless you have a great quarterback. Is Carson Wentz that quarterback? I don't know. Is it better than anything the Bears can draft this year? Yes. And so this is the risk of extending or letting a lame duck coach, a lame duck GM, yep. extend it in the following year. 
where they're going to be like, well, this is how I save my job. And I save my job by training for what I perceive to be a franchise quarterback that's not, or maybe he could be, but he wouldn't be throwing to anybody behind a shitty offensive line, similar to the Eagles. So conceptually, if you were to tell 2000, uh, 2017 Alex, hey, Carson Wentz is going to be a bear in four years, I'd be like, awesome. That's great. But you you have to move past that on the like, scale. Yeah, on, like on, it's it's really hard. It's it, it's tough on the scale of Matthew Stafford to Jared Goff. Where would you put Carson Wentz? For me, he is much closer oh, to Jared healthy, Goff. When when, when healthy, uh, I would put him below Jared Goff slightly. Because he's won, he's won in the playoffs. Okay. No, only, only because he won the he's he's won in the playoffs. Um, and I think the gap between Goff and Stafford is not that great. Like hmm. I, I don't think there's a wide gap between the two. So I think it is Wa. Uh, I think it's it's Wentz, Goff, Stafford. But I think they're relatively tightly bunched. In in my personal opinion, where. Where where Stafford has all the stats because he's been behind all the time and he's been dinged up and he had Calvin um, and when he has a number one wide receiver and, and is lighting up Galladay is lighting up Marvin Jones Jr. and now all of a sudden he's gonna have you know Bobby Trees he's gonna have Cooper Cup he's gonna have um, you know Reynolds um, I don't know if he's a free agent or not but he's gonna have Higby like he's gonna have a great offensive coach like a minded coach. Um, but I don't, I don't know how much better he is than golf. I don't know how much better he is than Wentz. And, and when you watch Wentz in prime time where he's getting pressured and just like wilting and taking sacks, he still throws a good ball. Um, and so that's why I'm not giving up on him, but uh, I, I would not be excited about the fact that you'd be giving up a, a first round pick for him. I mean, it was just a year ago and, and we talked about this when we were trying to figure out what we were doing for our draft stock. Um, and we realized that Wentz was a top 10 fantasy quarterback a year ago when he was throwing nobody. Yeah. Like it's, it's not that it's not that complicated. He's a talented dude um, where, where he was quarterback 10 a year ago. And threw 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. So, yeah, he had a bad year this year, but how much of it was system? We saw Jalen Hurts come in. He was productive. Um, they fired Doug Peterson because of the quarterback situation, essentially. Um, so, I don't know. I'd be fine with it, but he's not going to be thrown to anybody. No, and with reports out of uh, Philly that the Eagles are complaining about the offers that they have received, for once, I don't know. It sounds like the the mess may continue for a while. So, yikes! yikes yeah, it should. all around. It, why? Why? Like, if you extend your quarterback bad, like, like you look at the Carson Wentz contract, just purely based on his contract. Why would you ever trade for him? There's, right. there's no point. Hey, we traded for the Bears traded for Foles last year and he had the same horrendous contract. So I don't know, but 
Yeah, put put Wentz and Foles in the same quarterback room again. The Bears will win the Super Bowl. I'm sure it'll work. <laughs> oh, man, no, let's transfer to our social media page. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are the Fantasy Football Sackos. We will have Fantasy Football back on the docket for you next week. The betting, yeah, we'll the betting madness is over. Time for some fantasy discussion. And uh, with that, thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you had fun watching the Super Bowl. Sacco's out. What do we do for the next like five months? God, it's going to be tough. We're going to draft potato chips. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sacco's podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sacco's.